Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Yeah, welcome in, cronies, to the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, Michael, Jay, and John. Today, we're going to play a little hot potato, and we're going to have a battle royale draft of animals. It's going to be intense. What is happening, boys? Oh, good day to you, sir. Hello. <laughs> What's up, guys? So... We were in the minivan driving the other day, Ooh, and we were listening to some songs, and one of the song came on, oh, living on a prayer, that song, and so as a dad in a car, I, love Simon and I am singing that song, <laughs> I'm singing that song, and I get to that chorus line, and I go, oh, living on a prayer, and my oldest daughter Lily goes, what did you say? What do you, I mean, what did I say? How did it go? I go, living on a prayer. And she goes, that, that's what it says? I'm like, what did you think it says? <laughs> she thought it said, oh, living on a prairie. <laughs> no. Yes. No, she didn't. The whole time she's ever heard that song, she thought it was living on a prairie. <laughs> I f- now I feel like Little House on the Prairie missed such an opportunity. <laughs> that would have been the greatest intro into a TV show oh, ever. Man. So every time I see her, I go, "Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, we're living, living on a on prairie." prairie. It does hand. flow. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like, it works. I mean, but it makes zero sense <laughs> in the sense of the song. <laughs> I can imagine, you know, a little prairie, and you're living on it, and that's the theme song you're rocking yeah. out to, living on. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it funny when oh you sing gosh. songs and you're just like completely convinced you know the words, oh, yeah. and you're just you're like, man, I've got this, and then I people mean, people stare at you, yeah, and then it's, I mean, there are a few worse things in life than singing out loud incorrect lyrics. I mean, you might as well just pee your pants in the middle of the high school gym, <laughs> like. Especially when you're on stage singing at the church, huh? That would be (laughs) just horrible. Exactly. (laughs) I thought it was cheese and rice. (laughs) Cheese. (laughs) Oh, man. Cheese and rice did it all. So, so in high school, kid, when uh, go ahead. when uh, One Republic came out with their song "Apologize" and it was like the big hit in high school, and everybody was rock- rocking out to the song. Oh yeah! For some reason, I could not figure out what he was singing when he was like, "It's too late to apologize." I could not figure out the apologize singing. So for the longest time, this song played over and over on the radio, and I kept trying to figure out what the heck he was singing. And for some reason, I settled on, it's too late to call the judge. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so in my head, I'm here, and it's too late to call the judge. It's too late. And I'm like, oh, man, what's this song about? It's so deep. It's so emotional. It's so deep. 100%. It's too late to call the judge. And I'm riding around with a friend or somebody, and this song comes on. I'm like, oh, this song's really good. Have you heard this One Republic song yet? And I start singing along to it, and he's just looking at me. He's like, I don't think that's what they're saying, man. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And then, you know, we go home on Google, and I type in song too late to call the judge, and nothing pulls up. <laughs> And I was like, well, that's that. <laughs> that seems pretty definitive. I just feel like you're you have a you know an affinity for Sylvester Stallone. So all you were thinking of was Judge Dredd and you're like, man, that's great. This is yeah. so good. What an I honor to my guy. Yeah. It's always oh, it always man. feels weird like too, like when you're singing like a really classic song and, and the song is so classic, like you can't like like take Bohemian Rhapsody. Like there's probably very few people on the planet that could actually sing Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, all the all the way through. I oh, can't. Yeah, no. I can't. I but can do it. you um, just weren't raised on Wayne's World. I don't know what to tell you about. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> guess, but Exactly. But when I was a kid and Wayne's World came out, my parent my mom got me a tape for the tape deck that's what we said listen on we're tapes. what is that? oh you're so old and it only had three songs on it from queen it had bohemian rhapsody which is spelled Saudi. did anybody know that when you look at it it's bohemian rhapsody Mm-mm. anyways that's what it said on the tape deck tape anyway and then it had can, We Are the can Champions. Can we stop there for just a minute? <laughs> like, let's say we assumed that was correct. What were you trying to imply? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's what it said. I thought it was. I always thought it was weird. I never even said that to anybody. I just Bo thought it was weird. Body. That's how Bo it was body. spelled. Bow body. Bow uh, body. body. <laughs> and, we're coming uh, up had, with acronyms, guys. We, we will rock you. But I listened to that so many times. I know the words all three of those songs. Because that's like the only tape I had until she got me Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and it did not have Ice Ice Baby. Very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Disappointing album. She also got me a tape, a single tape with MC Hammer. Um, oh, what was that slow song that he had? Um, I only know one MC that Hammer was just song. In my head. Oh, have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Seen her? MC Hammer had a song like that. It was terrible. MC Hammer had other songs? <laughs> yeah, I listened to it a thousand times because it's like one of the only two, three tapes I had. So I, it was so bad. Oh. Oh, no. That's sad. Speaking of MC Hammer, we'd like you to be a sponsor on our podcast here. The MC Hammer presents the Man Child Chronicles. Let me tell you guys about a crazy thing that happened to me when I was in school. Me and two buddies, there was a girls' basketball game. We were about, it was ninth or 10th grade, maybe 8th grade. My dad was the sheriff, okay, of the, of the county in, in our town. And we were, the game was boring, so we went out walking around the outside of the school. Hold on, Mike Olson was a sheriff? Oh, yeah, all growing up, he was a sheriff. Your dad fact, is so cool. I can't dad, believe I've met that legend. Yeah, when he, my grandpa was the judge and my dad ran for sheriff, and my grandpa said, if you win, 
I will step down as a judge so we don't, you know, basically monopolize the county. So <laughs> I was about my to say that would re- be perfect. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa retired as a judge when my dad became a sheriff. Still Anyways, to call the judge. So we're walking around the back of the school and this car <laughs> drives by and when I'm a young kid, I am mouthy. Nothing scares me. These guys, I, I just like to I just can't see that on you, Ryan. Yeah, I just <laughs> like to antagonize everybody. These guys drive by, and I yell stuff at them. And they slam on their brakes. They back up. We're talking two adult. Oh, my probably. gosh. This thing <laughs> did it again. <laughs> Are no, you kidding me? What yeah. a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, listen. They start yelling at us. And I keep mouthing back to them, and they're yelling stuff at me. And they they said, "You guys better by the time we come around this block, you better be gone." And so they drive around the block, and we're not gone; we're still there. And they get out, and they go, "We're going to give you guys ten seconds to run, then we're going to shoot you." We're like, "What?" So they get out of the vehicle. We all take off running. Well, the two guys I'm with. They have, I mean, they could probably enter the Olympics as track stars. No <laughs> track star. These guys take off running. They are three blocks down the road. I'm like, my legs feel like cement when I'm running. Guys. So I, guys, I literally get like a half a block down the road and I hide. I go to this person's door and I'm like, knocking on their door and the guy I can, oh. they're starting to run around in the neighborhood and they say they have a gun and so I'm trying to walk into this person's house I have no idea whose house it is so the guy saw me opening the door so he started walking away because he thought I was at home and I'm <laughs> so I'm in this person's house they're probably at the game I'm guessing I don't know and I come out after a little bit and my my friends come running down in this neighborhood in the houses in the yards, and we catch up. And we had a uh, English teacher that lived right behind the school in this trailer house. So we go over there. We're knocking on his door, knocking on his door. He lets us in. And this was a terrible teacher, by the way. He's just a nerd. He lets us in, and we tell him what's <laughs> happening. And he's like, "Are you guys sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, we saw a gun." I'm like, "I saw this guy had a gun in his hand. I had to walk into this person's house." So I call my dad. He's off work, obviously, but you're always on duty as a sheriff. And I call him and I tell him, Dad, you got to come get us. These two guys have guns. They're chasing us. He's like, Ryan, give it up. There's nobody. Like, he didn't believe us at all. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm serious, Dad. I said, send you whatever deputy you have. I'm over at, I told him what teacher I'm at, over at this house. And he never came. And so this teacher gave us all a ride home. Well, the next day... I'm at home eating dinner, and my dad goes, what did those guys drive last night? And I tell him, and he's like, I should have believed you, Ryan. We had three other calls of guys in to- uh, two guys in town that were harassing people that had a gun. I'm like, oh, my God, I could have died last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez. It was, I was so scared because I saw that. Either, I thought uh, that guy had a gun, and I walked into that house. Man, it was scary. That either proves how much your father didn't love you or how much of a crappy son you actually were. <laughs> I think he was going to be a crappy son. I <laughs> Why so are those the only two options? I, think, I was going to say, I figured it was the boy who cried wolf scenario. Yeah, exactly what it was. I told told so many tall tales, my dad probably didn't believe it. Man. Yeah, that was, uh, it was pretty crazy. I thought we were going to uh, die that night. You know, Ryan... I've got the story to match match you. Now this did not happen to me, but it is about some uh some young age boys and uh 
the horrible things that happened to them. On July 4th, 1994, 14-year-old Chris Steiner went missing from his bedroom in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Pay attention, John. He had a shift at his new job that morning, and when his parents went to wake him up at 6.15, he was nowhere to be found. Chris's father told police that he checked on his son the night before at 10 p.m., and he was asleep in his bed. This would be the last time anyone saw Chris alive. An investigation of the property would find that the screen to the ground floor bedroom window had been slashed open. There were muddy footprints throughout the inside of the house, and two ground floor patio doors were unlocked. His parents and the police initially agreed that the most likely scenario was just a simple case of a teenage boy sneaking out to party or to see a girl. It was the 4th of July weekend after all. But as the hours turned into days and Chris didn't arrive back home, this theory started to weaken. Another theory was that police would that the police would entertain was that Chris just ran away. His parents, however, were not on board with this theory. They knew their son, and he was excited about his new job, and everything was just fine at home. On July 10th, a body was found in the Wisconsin River, and dental records would confirm that it was the body of Chris Steiner. The body was badly decomposed and bloated from spending several days in the water. The police had no clues as to how Chris ended up there. The cause of his death was listed as a drowning and the manner as undetermined. That's how it would stay for over a year. One year later, July 29, 1995, 13-year-old Thad Phillips and his sister had fallen asleep on the couch in their new home in Baraboo, Wisconsin. At 4 a.m., his father noticed that Thad was no longer down there, nor was he anywhere else in the house. Just like the Steiner case, police and his parents were stumped. There were no signs that anything nefarious had taken place. Yet his parents insisted that their son would not leave without informing them. Thad would later let his parents and the police know exactly what happened to him 43 hours after his disappearance. On the night that Thad went missing, he had fallen asleep on the couch. Someone picked Thad up off the couch and he figured it just must be one of his parents taking him to bed. Disoriented when he woke up, Thad found himself outside with an unfamiliar older teen boy. The boy seemed really friendly, asking if Thad could just run alongside him. Thad, still sleepy and confused, went with the boy back to his home. The mysterious boy introduced himself as Joe and said that he would soon be throwing a party. He named other boys that Thad knew and said that they'd be there soon too. In the meantime, he asked if Thad wanted to go check out some cool model cars upstairs. Thad followed, unaware that he was the victim of a kidnapper known as the Baraboo Bonebreaker. Once Thad was upstairs, Joseph Clark completely shed his friendly teen persona. He grabbed the boy and threw him on the dirty bed, jumped on him, and grabbed him by the ankle. He then began to twist Thad's foot around until his leg until the bone in his leg above his ankle snapped and splintered. Thad, feeling more shock than pain, leapt off the bed and tried to run down the stairs on his broken leg, but Joe quickly caught him. Thad then suffered further injuries, including punches and kicks until he could no longer struggle. In an interview later, Thad would later say 
that he most vividly remembers the feeling of friction inside of his broken leg bones as he tried to get away. The pain did not eclipse this sensation. During his captivity, Thad would see two sides to Joseph Clark. He would torture and beat Thad for hours at a time, using a towel to muffle the boy's screams. Some sort of frustration or annoyance would usually trigger these prolonged attacks. Joe had snapped Thad's thigh bone by forcing the leg forwards and leaning on it until it gave away. He also jumped up and down on Thad's chest and attempted to suffocate him. Thad described how Joe would force his legs into braces and make him walk around on his shattered limbs. And then, as if none of this torture had happened, Joe would tend to Thad's injuries with makeshift casts made out of bandages and socks and carry him downstairs to watch TV and talk to him. Thad said he asked Joe, why are you doing this? And Joe's reply was quite simple, yet horrifying. He did this because he liked the sound of breaking bones, and he liked how they felt when they broke. Joe also claimed to have done this before, twice before, in fact. Thad would remember the name of one of those boys was Chris, but he could not recall the second name, and nothing further has come of this. As further proof of this Jekyll and Hyde personality, Joe would lock Thad in a closet and go about his day in a convincing masquerade of normalcy. His confidence that Thad was in no fit state to escape is what ultimately sealed his fate. 43 hours after Thad was carried away from the safety of his home, Thad found himself breaking down the door of a locked closet, throwing his broken body down a flight of stairs, and then crawling, using only his hands and arms, in the dark to try and find help. Finally, he managed to find a phone, pull it off the wall, and dial 911. He told the operator that he was being held captive and tortured by an older boy who had taken him from his home. He was not able to tell the operator who this boy was or where he was being held. Thankfully, they could still trace the call and police and emergency services descended upon the house within 30 minutes. Thad was rushed to the hospital to receive life-saving treatment. His body was described as being something that you would only see in a victim of a particularly bad car crash. His legs were broken and mangled, and his feet had skin reminiscent of rubber. His toes were pointing the wrong way. When he entered the hospital, Thad had serious, life-threatening internal bleeding. Doctors said he was hours away from dying. Police now knew who they were looking for, but they had difficulty in finding him. They searched various parties, but it would be a stakeout at Joe Clark's home, where he would eventually be apprehended around four hours after Thad placed his 911 call. When the police conducted a search of Joe's home, they found a journal with a list of local boys, which would be described as a hit list of Joseph Clark's first trial. The list contained 29 names, and they were all sectioned off under three different headings. Can wait, get to now, and the final one, the leg thing. Joe admitted that he had taken Thad, but insisted that his intentions were just to hang out. He claimed that he had no recollection of what happened or how Thad sustained his injuries. At the trial, Joseph Clark was charged with attempted first-degree intentional homicide, causing great bodily harm to a child, mayhem, causing mental harm to a child, and child enticement. He pleaded no contest and not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. 
He was, however, found guilty and sentenced to 100 years. Thad was awarded $21 million in damages in 1997. And thankfully, although he does have lifelong effects from what Joe did to him, Thad Phillips was eventually able to walk again after several surgeries that spanned over several years. This also caused the Chris Steiner case to be reopened. His body exhumed and a post-mortem revealed injuries to his legs and ankles that were identical to Thad's. They realized Chris did die from drowning, but it was because he wasn't able to swim with his broken legs. Joe Clark threw him in the lake and watched as Chris thrashed around and eventually drowned. Joe pleaded not guilty and maintains his innocence to this day. He was, however, found guilty of all charges against Chris Steiner and received a life sentence with no possibility of parole. In 1998, he made an attempt to appeal his convictions, citing lack of evidence, but the appeal was quickly squashed. The Baraboo Bonebreaker sits in a Wisconsin state prison to this day. I'm just glad that Thad Phillips fought as hard as he did to survive. Otherwise, the Bonebreaker would have surely struck again. And I am now going to need therapy. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> your I'm story gonna... your story reminded me of that, and I literally heard that the other that day and was like, that? dude, I was like, that thing is crazy. And John, since you live in Baraboo, that just, it triggered for me. You're welcome. I'm literally so, going to sit outside my house tonight with a gun and a baseball bat and not let anybody <laughs> in to steal my kids. <laughs> Lock the windows. I don't. Lock the doors. I don't know where to go from here. I just don't. I got a funny story about the Baraboo Bonebreaker, and uh, it involves. Did you my meet wife. him? It, okay. It involves my wife, and she's going to be very mad. I'm telling the story, but anyways, <laughs> Baraboo is a little magical small town community where a lot of tourist people like to go to our, our local state park here called Devil's Lake State Park. This is a real thing. So, anyways, we're driving through the state park, and there's a lot of people hiking on trails, and they're just walking around the state park, and, you know, they all look happy, and I go, just jokingly, I go, bet you they haven't heard about the Baraboo Bonebreaker. And so, the windows are up, and I just go, hey, have you heard about the Baraboo Bonebreaker? And my wife laughs, and since I got a reaction of laughter, I keep doing that for 20 to 30 times, you know? And, <laughs> just to keep it going so now we're driving back home we're going on the downtown streets and i keep doing that hey have you heard about the baraboo bone breaker and now my wife's not laughing anymore because the jokes ran out but i have to keep it going so <laughs> everybody i drive by hey have you heard about the baraboo bone breaker once again the windows are up so we're coming up for the street that's coming to our home and there's a guy out there with his lawnmower his push mower and he has these huge noise-proof earmuffs on. And so I know he can't hear anything. So I roll down the, my wife's window because it's on her side. And my wife goes, don't. And I go, sir, sir, have you heard about the... And then my wife just full on hits me in the chest and she goes stop it don't stop it don't and I keep going sir 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 have you heard about the Baraboo bone breaker and I'm screaming it as loud as I can and my wife is so red embarrassed and this guy is his back is turned to us he can't hear us he's just mowing a log and my wife is just almost at a panic attack over this and then I pull off and she goes I can't believe you did that 
And I go, you didn't see he had these noise-proof headphones on and the lawnmower's going? He couldn't even hear us. And she was so disgusted by me. <laughs> I was that. so hoping that you said the guy should have mower off and turn around and been like, did you say the bare boom bone breaker? I am the bare boom bone breaker. Oh my gosh. That would be so creepy. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that got really dark. So how about how about we light things up and play a little hot potato? Ow, that's hot! It's time to play hot potato. Brought to you by the Manchild Chronicles. Be careful; you might just get burned. Hot potato, hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. All right, boys. There was so much anxiety the last time we played this. Okay, so if you challenge somebody, this is how it's going to go now. If you challenge somebody, the round stops. If you lose the challenge, you lose. If you win, the other guy who made the movie pick loses, okay? We can't keep going because everybody can think of movies. So here we go. The first actor or actress's name, again, hot potato if anybody doesn't remember, is we draw an actor or actress's name, and we go around about five seconds each, and we have to think of a movie they were in. So, What's our rotation again? Uh, starts in order of the intro, so Ryan, John, Mike, J. Here we go. The first <laughs> name in hot potato Kurt Russell. Kurt okay. Perfect. Russell. I will start off. Tango and Cash. M- Miracle. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice one, Mike. Uh, I'm thinking of The Thing. Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. Um... Up, up, and away, the superhero movie. Try again. Zoom. Try again. Uh, superhero High. Ooh, almost. Uh, superheroes, super... <laughs> oh, man, that was like so many there. Still. Dude, there's so many left. I know. Big Trouble in Little China. Sky High. The Hateful Eight. Sky High. Man. Backdraft. Breakdown. Man. Breakdown. Oh, the Overboard. Christmas Chronicles. Over the Christmas, Christmas Chronicles. Chronicles. Man. Kurt Russell. Gotta love Kurt Russell. Soldier? Oh, soldier. Okay. Here we go. The next so, actor. John starts actress. this one. John starts this one. Mm-hmm. Chris Farley. Oh, I'm going to be bad at this one. Uh, <clears throat> Tommy Boy. Beverly Hills Ninja. Billy Madison. Black Sheep Wayne's World Coneheads Almost Heroes Wayne's World 2 I don't know I'm trying to think Is there Is there another one? There's more but Oh Dirty Work Dirty Dirty work. Work Was he in Airheads? 
Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I think so. Mm. Uh, right. un- un- uncredited, he did film almost all of Shrek, yes. but and then he passed away. So, and he started cable guy too. Okay, here we go. <laughs> he was off to. He could have been off to a massive, huge uh, role on movies too if he did Shrek and Cable Guy, right? Yeah. Oh man, God, I loved Chris Farley. He was. I loved him so much growing up. All right, here we go. So I start this one. Yep, Jamie. Fox. <sighs> Horrible bosses. Uh, Ray. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. What happened? What happened? Uh, Two movies? <laughs> Who was up? John. John. No, it was you, Ryan. Was Ryan was up. Yeah. yeah. It was you. <laughs> we were waiting on you, Ryan. <laughs> Nobody said, can I pick a movie real quick? I thought it was Yeah, done. go. Okay. No, uh, hold stuff. on, hold on. No, no, no. No, no keep going. It was going. Ryan. Yeah, just Ryan's really up. Tired. I know, go, but Ryan. I thought, okay, stealth. Any given Sunday. Horrible Bosses 2. Baby Driver. Booty Call. Nice. Django Unchained. Uh oh, what's that movie name? Describe it. Talk. It's a buddy comedy. It wasn't Oh, I know what he's talking about. It's not it's not booty call, but it was uh two guys. Nah, it's time's up. <laughs> we talking about with Robert Downey Jr.? No. Due date? No. Maybe uh was he in due date? Yeah, I think it was a small yeah. part of it. Yeah. No. Law abiding citizen, collateral. It's Jamie Foxx. Oh, I forgot about collateral. I should have known that one. Hold on, I feel like we're missing some. Let's look him up real quick. Yeah, missing some big oh, Spider Man. The Kingdom. Oh yeah. Uh, the amazing Spider Man. Uh Soul. Love that movie. Project Power. Robin Hood. Uh, so many good Jamie Foxx movies. White House Is Down. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was in Due Date. Uh, what was that? Valentine's Project Power. Day. That was the one so- Netflix ones. Yep. yep. The Soloist to the Kingdom. Uh, Miami Vice. Oh, God, Jarhead. Horrible. Stealth. <laughs> horrible. He's got uh, some really bad movies. He does. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Jeez. Um, any such given good, Sunday. Such a great actor in so many bad movies. Uh, I can't believe Ryan, you didn't know it was you. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> For Ryan? Some reason, I, I thought know. John. I was, like, I was so because the way like, oh, the way you up. guys go, where the Zoom thing is all messed up. Yeah. So I, for some reason, I thought, all right, Jay's up this time, and then me. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, I got two here. <laughs> Give me the easiest one. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, man. I don't know if I can think of any Dan Aykroyd (laughs) movies. Totally joking. Coneheads. Great Outdoors. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2. Nothing But Trouble. Tommy Boy. 50 First Dates. Uh... (laughs) 
Uh, what's the movie where he's in the van? <laughs> uh, oh, man. So many Blues Brothers. Yeah, what was it like us? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hey, what was My the movie? Mother's an alien. What was the movie where he was in the polka band and he and somebody rode with him across? That country? was John Candy. That was John Candy. That was Home Alone. That's oh, Home Alone right. with John Candy. Wait, 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 wait. You right. You Trading right. places. <laughs> was he Trading in, places uh, with so Eddie Murphy? Movies. Was he? He's, he's in Caddyshack too, right? I don't know if he was in the Caddyshack movie. I think he replaced Bill Murray in Caddyshack too. I can't remember. I don't know. That was such a bad movie. All right, mm-hmm. all right. We're back to back to the top of the horn again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh man, the the guy with the good right hand, Will Smith. <sighs> Independence Day. Hancock. After Earth. <laughs> wild Wild West. Men in Black. Pursuit of Happiness. Men in Black 2. I Am Legend. Uh, Do not men, let this die. Men, <laughs> men in Black. Oh man, was he in 3? Men in Black 3. King Richard. Thank you. Um, you said Wild Wild West already. Uh, There's so many. I know. Please don't let this die. I know. Oh, uh, Gemini Man. Uh, Bad Boys. Bad Boys 2. For life. Bad Boys for life. Don't let it die. I'm trying so hard, man. Uh, (sighs) What I miss? Aladdin, concussion, bright. Focus. Ali? Ali? Did anybody say Ali? Uh, Nope, no one said Ali. What was that one with him and Kevin James? iRobot. Oh, Hitch. Oh, Hitch. Oh. Yeah, hitch. Somebody say I am legend. Yeah, I did. Jay said oh. that. The nature tail. of the game. Just ugh. It's okay, Mike. You've only lost every time. So oh, and far. He, was that, uh, <laughs> he was in that golf movie, Bigger Vance, too. Oh no, I lost. Oh, uh, Legend of Bagger. Was Vance. that with Matt Damon? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, but Jeez, you know what we should do? New segment idea. Seven steps to Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> we would all get there. We could do that. Oh, my gosh. Hold all on. Right. Well, all right, we got to see if we missed any, because I know we probably did. He had a couple of those. Um, there, what was that one where it was the organs? Uh, seven, seven pounds. pounds. Seven pounds. I remember you were all self-righteous about that movie when it came out too, Jay. <laughs> You hated that movie. It was so bad. Oh, Shark Shark Tale. He's in Shark Tale. We said that already. Oh, okay. I said Shark Tale. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, let's see here. Spies in Disguise. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, said that, said that. Do we say Collateral Beauty? Nope. That was a good one. Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
Um, Anchorman 2. Oh, yeah. Um, we said those, said those, said that, said that, said that. Enemy of the State. Oh, man, oh, that was Gene a good Hackman. Movie. Um, yep. I love yep. that movie. Uh, Six Degrees of Separation. Uh, that's it. Okay. Here we go. The next one. We got, and we, it starts with uh, John. Here? John. I will say, we are getting some top notch black actors here. Eddie Murphy. Nice. <sighs> okay. Coming to America. Holy man. Beverly Hills Cop. Trading places. The Golden Child. A Thousand Words. Norbit. Boomerang. Meet Dave. The Nutty Professor. Dr. Doolittle. Adventures of Pluto Nash. Start saying sequels. Shrek. Shrek 2. Daddy Daycare. Shrek 3. Dolomite is my name. Nice. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. 48 hours. Another 48 hours. Nice. Shrek Forever After. Eddie Murphy. Oh, I Spy. Nice. Good one. Uh, Tower <laughs> Heist. Bowfinger. Yeah. Coming to America. Nice. <laughs> this might be it, boys. Um, <laughs> Come on, Mike. Nope, don't got it. <laughs> I was his thinking, other uh, his other real bad one. Uh, what was that vampire movie? Uh, Brooklyn oh, Vampire, yeah, yeah, Vampire yeah. in Brooklyn. I think Eddie Murphy Raw is a movie as well. I was that, gonna, yeah, I, I was up, gonna uh, say Raw. That was my next one if it got to me. I think Showtime nitty gritty there. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, Showtime, <laughs> Showtime <laughs> with Robert that's De Niro. Probably the best round we ever did on. Something. Yeah, I was gonna, that's <laughs> a Eddie long Murphy round. Girls. Man, he's great. And, th- and why couldn't we do Wahlberg like that? <laughs> <laughs> we had because Wahlberg. Who froze on Wahlberg? It was, was me. It Mike? It's always Mike. <laughs> it's always me. Hey, I've had like five documented concussions, okay? I do my best. <laughs> and you didn't even play sports. It was like, what'd you do? I was, was in the church band. Stuff. I was did in church band. Did Dr. Doolittle too? Church. No, I don't think we did. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Sequels. I thought of Doctor oh, Doolittle too, but I forgot about life. I thought it. I thought um, Mulan. Doctor Doolittle was uh, Kyla Pratt. I he thought she did the sequel. That's no, like was the third. Yeah, he was in number two. He you know what's funny two. is if someone's listening to this and they're like, "I don't remember him in that Robert Downey Jr. movie, Doctor <laughs> Doolittle." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or maybe the older audience didn't remember him in the Jerry Lewis. I don't know if anybody took Beverly yeah, Hills nice. Cop 2 either. I did. You did? Then yeah. we say 3? Yeah. We did I couldn't remember if there was a 3 or not. Yeah. There's going to be a 4. They're doing it right now. Taping it. Yeah. 
Yep. I'm excited. That was a grand uh, round. Do Nick Nolte's do still right? No, that's a 48 hours you're thinking of. Yeah, 48 oh, hours. Oh. Is that's with Judge Reinhold and that, that ball. Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to do one more round or we want to go to the draft? Uh, we ended on a good note there. Who started that round? I think I John did. Let's, let's finish it off with me and then we'll uh, call it. Okay. Last one. Oh, man. We're getting some good names tonight. Jim Carrey. Oh. <sighs> okay. The number 23. Really? <laughs> I want to start with the obscure one. <laughs> I like it. Take liar, him off liar. the board. Dumb and Dumber. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura 2. The Mask. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Dang it, that was mine. Uh, uh, yes, man. Sonic the Hedgehog. Man on the Moon. Sonic the Hedgehog. Two. The Majestic. The Truman Show. Rubber Face. Once bitten. The Cable Guy. Bruce Almighty. Mm. Me, myself, and Irene. So good. Dumb and Dumber 2. Nice. Did we already say the first Dumb and Dumber? Yep. Yep. Um, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Anchorman 2. A Christmas Carol. And it always comes to Mike. Uh, we said the majestic. We said the Truman Show. We said Eternal Sunshine. Uh, who's afraid of the big black bat? Well, Batman obviously. Forever. Batman uh, Forever. Yeah. Anybody say Bruce Almighty? Yep. Yeah, I did. did. Oh, okay. Did anyone say fun with Dick and Jane? Oh, nope. no, no. <sighs> kick ass, kick ass too. Oh, Do I mute that? He was only in two. He Do I bleep that? <laughs> Dr. Seuss Horton, here's a who. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Great movies. I'm looking up any... See, I, I always have a hard time remembering the uh, animated ones. Um, said it, said it, said it. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Mm. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love you, Philip Morris. Uh, you would know what that one was, wouldn't you, Michael? He didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one with Ewan McGregor where they're in prison? Do we say Man on the there. Moon? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Simon Birch. Oh yeah, man. Uh, that's a tough. That's a tough watch, Simon. Yeah. Birch. <sighs> a lot of them. First uh, movie I ever cried in was Simon Birch. Uh, yeah. My teacher, it was show movies at school day, you know what I'm saying? And oh, we were in the no. third grade. Oh, man. And she put on Simon Birch, and I sat there innocently like, oh, this will be great. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> and I literally start bawling in the middle of class. And the kids are laughing. They're snickering. And I'm like, I can't yeah. help it. I am just so emotional. And so it's never, it's always great when you're 
third grade teacher wraps her arm around you, pulls you to the side, and she's like, hey, girls will like a sensitive guy one day. And I'm like, I am, that's not what I wanted to hear. I'm like, I'm just fat and crying. (laughs) No one will ever want me. you laughed happy. I'm like, yay. (laughs) We had two really great rounds there. You know what inspired Simon Birch? I thought that was a true story. Depression? (laughs) I thought it was a true story, too. Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Hold me up close, Tiny Dancer. Wait a minute, I thought it was Tony Tony Danza. Yeah, that's Tony Danza, John. Oh, Thank you bad. very much. Got across. Hold me around. closer, Tony Danza. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Do you hear that? Oh, man. It's draft I... time. Oh, I knew it. It's draft time. All right, today's draft, Animal Battle Royale. We each get to pick four animals from the kingdom, and they will enter an arena four on four on four on four for a battle royale to the death. That sounds like a good time. Oh, man, it sounds like a great time, Mike. Mm. Let's see the... Or- I'm excited. I have been thinking about this for strategy. Strategy. Oh, terrorists. What's our draft order? I took this way too seriously, just so you guys know. Like I, I had to, I, I thought it quite a bit. I started writing down, like I'm like, okay, so in case someone does take a sea animal, I have to have a sea animal to combat. So I have like a whole category set aside just for sea animals. I don't know how your sea animal is going to do in a in a hey, but I wanted to be prepared. Okay. So if someone just takes one, I'm like, I can kill yours with this. We well, like, will die so of lack of oxygen from yeah. flopping around on the ground here. Bring it. His other I was people, ready. his other animals will push your animal into yes. the water. They'll just keep spitting on him to keep him alive. Hey, I... If this is a full-on animal battle royale, like, I don't see it just in an arena. Like, this is life, man. This is life. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll assign numbers. pound tuna against a lion. You'll lose every time. <laughs> You'll lose every time. Go how you thought we'll develop a breathing apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn to come on the land. My first pick, I'll pick a tuna. And we will hunt a lion. <laughs> an 800-pound tuna. It might, uh, be, it might be one day. It might be a few days or weeks at a time. <laughs> we'll develop a taste for lion. <laughs> and we like lion. And we'll spread it through the tuna community. <laughs> okay. What's the order, Mike? All right. We'll assign numbers based on our intro. So Ryan, John, Mike, J, one, two, three, four. The order I feel like I feel like last place Mike should go to the guy who couldn't name the movies. <laughs> Never you, mind, just keep going. I was gonna say because you're number one, so <laughs> <laughs> four oh, four two one three. So I got third. So I actually go last. I'm interested to see who you pick because you could go a lot of different directions here, Jay. There so, are so many directions to go, and. I'm putting all my chips in one pot, gentlemen. 
Can we take I'm dinosaurs? No. no. <laughs> Come on. Did Mark be... Watney ever take the form of any type of animal? He's <laughs> <laughs> had to be non-extinct. Yeah, they could be. Technically, he is like be... an animal to survive on Mars. That's true. And this is not animals like that kill humans. Humans, like that's not what this is. This is Aww. animal versus animal. Okay, well, let's go, Jay. You're on the Because I can imagine Mike's like, well, the number one killer of humans is mosquitoes, so I'm going to take the mosquito. No. Google could not help you today. You are on the clock. <sighs> First pick. All right. I'm, no, I'm pretty and excited. The, and the pick so, so with my number one pick, I am going to have to pick an animal that has no real natural predators except for humans. The rhinoceros. There are five types of rhinos, three in Africa, two in Asia. All of them are tough. Rhinos weigh in at in and in at least oh my gosh. Rhinos weigh in with at least two thousand pounds and sometimes as much as four thousand pounds. They have a thick, almost armored skin and a large horn that's capable of goring any animal that makes the unwise decision of mounting an attack. Due to demand for those horns in Asia, rhinos are one among the most endangered animals on earth. Very sad. You know, if I go back to my hometown, if so South Dakota like shout out, killed. my nickname, everybody calls me Rhino. That was my nickname growing up in high school. <sighs> Even on my football jersey, Rhino. So anyways, uh, very because, good they have no, because they have no natural predators, the rhinoceros, number one. Yeah, nobody's messing with. Well, there's a few things that nobody's messing with. Rhino is definitely one of them. And it has that, that horn. Uh, John, I believe you're up. <laughs> What are you going to steal from me today? My question <laughs> for you is, did they call you Rhino because you always had a horn going on there, Ryan, or what was going on? No, and we had two Ryans in class. A Ryan B, uh, and my last name is an O, so just naturally fit Rhino. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, that makes sense. Huh? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take something to match the Rhino. Bring it. It's a pretty big guy. Normally weighs between 2,900 to 4,000 pounds. Their teeth are about two feet long. Their pressure bite is Wait, 2, Wait, they're what are two pounds. feet long? Teeth. Okay. <laughs> pressure bite is 2,000 pounds of force per square inch. And it's probably not easy to spell. We're taking the hippopotamus. Why does he get all the easy words? Yeah, you don't want... You know that hippo. I gotcha. Drag things into the water and drown them? You're right, they do. Oh, yeah. For fun. <laughs> they just do it for fun. We're coming they, after that rhino. Man. We're dragging them in the water. That Try. was a great pick, and you're forcing me into my first pick. You have to, uh, Because Brian. I feel like there's only one left in this yep. range, and I have to get it. I got to get the mass. I got to get the thing everything's afraid of. I'm going with the elephant Yep. for my next pick. It's got the tusk. It's, nobody messes with an elephant either, guys. I'm telling you, these three things that we just picked, nobody messes with them. And Mike, you're go, screwed. <laughs> Take a mouse, going, Mike, and you beat the elephant. I am going the elephant for my yep. first pick. Mike, you Weigh up. nearly 14,000 pounds. The elephant yeah. is... Whew, it's scary. Very scary. <sighs> Get your chips in there, Mike. What's, are your okay. chips are all going into what? I'm going to start by taking a sloth. <laughs> I am going to start by taking 
The platypus. The black mamba. Okay. A snake. The snake. The snake. That's on my list. Now, can't, are we restricted? Because I had put several snakes in the no, same you category. Can t- well, I don't know what you guys want to do there. I would I say I think, you, I think a snake is a snake. That's it. Yeah, I was thinking the same. If he picks a black mamba, that's the type of snake he's getting, but nobody else can pick a snake. So snakes are uh, off the board Because otherwise, okay. we could all pick all different kinds of some other animals. So. Okay. The snake. So does that mean like elephants are off the fun. table? Yep. Well, yeah, you can't take up more elephants. Yeah. You can't take different okay. species of rhinos. I have all five types. Okay. And then I'm going to take... Why uh, the black mamba? Why'd you choose the black mamba out of all the snakes? I mean, here's the thing. You guys have size, and that's great. But the bottom line is, I mean, some of these guys can move pretty fast, but a snake is going gonna, is gonna to keep up. I'm not saying it's like... Probably step on it. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a sure shot, but I'm saying like sometimes... One bite, you're done. One bite, you're done. Um, I'm going to follow what, it up with my what assassin. What type of snake was it again, Mike? Black mamba. Black mamba. I'm going to take a helicopter. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I need everyone to take their hats off. Moment of silence. Oh, first of all, how dare you? (laughs) Is it still still too soon? How dare you? I feel like the lawsuit just happened, and so and it's we have still soon. Coming to the Man yeah, Child we, Chronicles podcast, oh, <laughs> and that's your favorite player that's my ever. Favorite player, ever. favorite player ever. But that just shows you dark comedy, guys. Dark comedy. Yep. Hey. When All there's right, a Michael. joke, you take the joke. If I learned anything from that's right. Go on from George Carlin, you take the joke. When it's there. <laughs> George Carlin. Yeah, just right, to Mike. be clear, Mike, I did have snake category there, but it was. Way down my list. That's fine. Well, go ahead, Mike. Okay, for my next pick, I am going to take, I'm going to name a specific one, and then obviously I'm taking the category, but I'm going to take the Black Widow Spider. Mike, definitely going small here. Very small. small. Very small. And I can think about three other spiders to go in front of the Black Widow. Mm, Not according to Google. Uh, the funnel spider is the number one most poisonous one. Right. And then if you're going for sheer size, you've got the bird-eating spider that would go in front of the black widow. Okay. I'm taking the spiders uh, from eight-legged freaks. I'm on the clock. And <laughs> I am the eight-legged freak spider. I mean, I could take... No, I'll wait on this pick. I think I can get it next round. I'm going really? to take my... I had to look this up. I had to do a lot of research because I'm like... To me, there's three picks here for your main killer. And I'm like, who's going to win? And that's why I did a lot of research. And I'm going to go with a tiger for my second pick. Okay. They're much larger in size, uh, very agile, very ferocious. And in a one-on-one fight, they pretty much can take everything down. So I will go with a tiger. Giant. Any specific one or just tiger in general? Um, I'm trying to remember what there's. The white ones with all the genetic defects. There was that's a, a liger. I can't those are lazy. There, there was a Pacific specific tiger that's the biggest and most deadliest, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I didn't that would be specific. the Siberian tiger. Was that which one it is? Okay. That is indeed. I looked it up because I wanted to see, obviously, because one of these yep. few picks will probably be. All right, John. I guess to match 
the tiger. I will take the king of the jungle, the lion, off the board. Max speed can reach up to 50 miles per hour. Very sharp canines on it. I learned this, that the back teeth of a lion is like a scissor effect somehow. So it really cuts into deep, deep into the meat when they take a bite. One and a half inch super sharp claws. Mm. They have a 650 pound bite force per square inch. And the coolest fact is they sleep up to 20 hours a day. So they're very well rested when it's time to do the battle royale. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because I was definitely going to bring up how lazy the lion is. (laughs) He sleeps for 20 hours and fights for four. Uh, So that means I'm up? Yep. Awesome. I'm really glad this fell away. I get to pick two. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Whoa. whoa, whoa. So, you don't no, you don't get to pick two because I'm last. I get to pick two. No, Jay first. I went first, so I around. picked two now. It's a snake draft, so it goes back it's, to Jay. Oh, I'm so lost what the order was. My bad. Okay. Yeah. I so thought we I had get, already come back around. No. I'm gonna pick two and then it's gonna go back to John, Ryan, and then you. Okay, bud. So Super excited both these fell. And I'm just going to keep the big cat thing going. And I agreed with the way that you guys were picking until I did some more research. So the Siberian tiger is a very deadly uh, big cat. The lion, I feel like, is the laziest big cat out there. I don't even know why they call him the king of the jungle. Because it doesn't live anywhere near the jungle. Its primary habitat is the grassy savannas of the sub-Saharan the African jungle desert. jungle is what you make it, baby. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Jay, this is um, not Nat Geo. It's a draft. Come on. Bro. Oh, I know. <laughs> and so I am setting up for the third the largest feline. Sleuth. <laughs> it's the third largest feline. But don't let that mean it's in third place. I'm talking about the jaguar, a.k.a. the panther. It's in South and Central America's most capable hunter. Jaguars are solitary animals and hunt via stealth, surprising their prey and then overcoming whatever's being stalked with a rare mix of speed and power. Listen to this. They have the greatest bite force of any of the large cats and the strength to pull a 500-pound deer up into a tree while climbing. Not only that, they are excellent swimmers. They are, um, in my opinion, the most ferocious big cat. I'm glad they fell to me. Um, I mean, and have you seen the Jungle Book? The panther <laughs> helps Mowgli defeat the tiger, so deal with that one, Ryan. Anyways, uh, my, he, next, my next next. It took a lot of animals to take that tiger down, I was going to say. That. It's so <laughs> true. It's so ferocious. And a lot of fire. <sighs> Anyways, and then I can't believe this fell to me. I'm so excited. Uh, I can believe it because, you know, Michael went with the uh, spider (laughs) (laughs) and a snake. Uh, So not only do I have the rhinoceros and then I have the ferocious jaguar to match you guys. Now I'm taking another prehistoric animal, the saltwater crocodile. They are an aquatic animal. Don't let that fool you. They spend a good chunk of their time on land and often prey on land animals. 
whether they're tough is absolutely unquestionable. Saltwater crocs are the largest living predator on land and in non-ocean environments, growing up to 17 feet long and weighing over 2,000 pounds and possessing the most powerful bite ever measured in a laboratory. It's strong enough to crush a cow's skull in one chomp. Being huge and aggressive and native to places with large crowded human environments, saltwater crocodiles will sometimes target people as prey. And Boom. very easy to sneak up on. I'm what are that. you saying? Good I'm luck with they that. They can't hardly see. They don't have very wide vision of or a wide. Good vision. luck with that. I'm, I'm just telling you facts. My hippo, very easy to sneak up on. My hippo is going to sit on the top of it, the back of it, and then drown. Dude, you have all these other animals. I'm telling you. So I've got I've That's got the it. rhinoceros. Saltwater, saltwater, I've got the jaguar and the saltwater crocodile. Thank you, John. You're up. I'm going to take something with a little venom in it. So I can Recap your picks real quick. I got the hippopotamus, my brute of the team, the lion, the king of the jungle. The lazy lion. But for those four hours. <laughs> Watch out. I'm going to take now the Komodo dragon. No, off the board good. and get him on my team. Shark, oh, I get- shark. Like teeth, this thing has clawed feet, grows up to 10 foot in length, has powerful venomous bites that deliver toxins that inhibit blood clotting, slowly but quickly taking care of its prey. Okay. Uh, Well, I really thought that there's no way this was going to make it back to me. I'm super, super surprised because I didn't think I'd be able to get a chance to take this with a tiger. But you guys, I wanted to take another pick here, but because I feel like Michael might take my pick here. But I am, I have to go with the a bear. I got to go with the grizzly bear, man. You can't. This is the America, baby. Hmm. So the bear. Uh, I looked it up because I was wondering which was the the most uh, deadly bear, and it's a grizzly bear from everything I've read. Um. But man, I don't know how I can't take that. A tiger and a bear and an elephant on the same team. Oh, Good my. From luck. Those things, That's a, a swipe with that thing is claw is going to take anything out. And they are hard to bring down. Mike, you're up. So I just real up. quick, since we're on bear, you're taking all bears so no one else can yeah, pick a bear. Correct. I had read... The polar bear was actually that's the what most I was trying ferocious. to read. If a polar, because I thought a polar bear might be worse, but everything I read is that a grizzly bear. So a, a grizzly bear, on average, weighs around six hundred pounds. A polar bear, on average, weighs around a thousand pounds, yep. Yep. and they are not afraid of any animal. The one thing about them is many species of bears, including including grizzlies, are afraid of humans. They don't want to fight, but a grizzly will. But polar bears absolutely are not afraid at all they are known to charge and hunt humans down until they catch them and eat them polar bears are ferocious stop justifying his pick mike you're on the clock okay i need some strength i still have my all my stuff was in like my top bud so i still had them above the bear i need some strength on my team so i am gonna go with yeah you do (laughs) (laughs) you need a lot of strength bud (laughs) I am going to go with the Cape Buffalo. Okay. It's a tank on yeah, feet. You need that massiveness on your You team. did. Yeah. And that was the next one, probably. Yep. 
And then for my last pick, I'm going to go with the slow game. Okay. I am going to choose what could potentially be one of the most silent yet deadly killers in all of creation. It's not something that is incredibly shocking, but it will slowly wear you down bit by bit by bit. With my final pick, I am going to go the tapeworm. It has to get inside of you to do anything. You know that, right? Just to be clear, all tapeworms are now off the board. No. Nobody else can use a tapeworm. Nobody can take a tapeworm. Oh, that was my surprise pick. tapeworm is off the board. So even though, like, whatever animal thinks it won, it goes home and it's slowly dying. That's right. Tapeworm. That's right. If it gets in you, yeah. They're in the water. They're you in, are but here's the thing: it replicates. It replicates Ryan, too because because <laughs> if one of your guys kills one, or one of my guys kill one of your guys, Ryan, or you want to, you're on the clock. Okay, Thanks. the tapeworm Mike. spreads. It's like a it's like a disease. Okay, <laughs> tapeworm. Hopefully, nobody on these teams have ointment. <laughs> tapeworm. tapeworm, Mark Watney. I mean, you just can't <sighs> get one by Mark Watney. <laughs> okay, Ryan, well, I'm going to stick to the American theme. And I'm going. I'm going the eagle, the great American bald eagle. I'm going to the air attack. Really? And, oh yeah. I'm going to go to the air. No pterodactyl. That, huh? that black mamba is gone. That Hopefully, it doesn't it fly out. within close range of water while my hippo's hiding in it. That eagle will take your hippo's eyeballs out one by one. Bald eagles got to drink water too. You know what's in water? Tapeworms. <laughs> Once again, Ryan, you did not take the most ferocious eagle out there. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't need to look up what most ferocious. Eagle. I get all eagles. So pterodactyl. Animals are gonna no. eat and animals gonna drink. Tapeworm. I know bald eagles are gigantic <laughs> and their talons are huge. Okay, and they are very ferocious. So just to be clear, real quick, the harpy John's eagle. Dying. <laughs> Is the world's largest eagle by weight. It can weigh over 22 pounds. The harpy's natural habitat stretches from Mexico down into Argentina. And unlike the esteemed bald eagle, which looks great on a motorcycle jacket, Ryan, the harpy eagles are relentless hunters and particularly enjoy killing and eating sloths and monkeys. When those oh animals aren't on the menu, harpy eagles will hunt small deer. And since deer are too heavy for it to pick up and fly with, it just tears them into pieces first. Mm-hmm. That's yes. tough. Yes. Anyways, the harpy eagle, not the American eagle. Okay. They chose you. the motorcycle jacket. Well, I didn't look up eagles. I just knew nobody was taking. I figured I'd be the only one taking an eagle, but I know that was on your list now. I had it on the. I had it like the last on my. I list. I just wanted something from the air because nothing okay. is going to. It just can keep swooping down and getting you. I'm gonna pull okay, us back whatever. to tapeworm real quick, okay, guys? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining this battle royale fight happening, right? And I'm just because Michael's team looks like it gets wiped out completely, right? And then let's say Ryan's team is left standing, his bear or whatever. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> the bear dies. From the tapeworm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Three and days tape, later. And then the tapeworm crawls out of the butt Three ferociously winning. The tapeworm wins. 
got him. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, to recap my team, uh, we got the elephant, a tiger, a bear, and an eagle. Oh, my. Oh, oh my is right. I'm going to take a Michael, I really need you to recap your oh, team. Yeah. I didn't get your recap. <laughs> Not a problem. Go ahead. Um, I actually didn't write anything down, uh, so somebody recap my team for me. <laughs> you had the uh, Black Mamba Snake, the Black Widow Spider, the Cape Buffalo, which was mm-hmm. a good one, and then the Tapeworm. That poor buffalo is getting taken out. So <laughs> I'm fast. saying, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> my bear's going to look at your team and be like, I'm taking that buffalo out, and then I'm going to worry about these other teams real quick. I'm just saying everybody lo- loves a good underdog story. That <laughs> <laughs> is severely underdog. Your buffalo is probably going to be like, it's like, grass, it's it's like if Rudy tapeworm. never got into college kind of underdog story. <laughs> He got stuck in the cold mine. All right, I'm going to take somebody who I think could take a bear. Never really seen them two fight. Can't pick on. me, I'm not an animal. I think it would be cool, but I'm going to take the gorilla to end up my Superback gorilla. Nice. Big gorilla. Now, Jay, a, you did all this research. Is it the silverback gorilla or the mountain gorilla the most toughest? It is the silverback gorilla. Go on. Oh, no No 20-minute speech, Jay? <laughs> I do. So the silverback possesses a formidable mix of strength and smarts. They're very social animals with large families, sophisticated systems of communication, and an, an ability to make and use tools, none of which makes them tough, just formidable. Not only tough, but formidable. What's tough is that gorillas are bodybuilders of the animal kingdom. They are 20 times stronger than humans. Preach. Mm. Mm. So to round out my team, I got the hippo, the lion, the Komodo dragon, and the gorilla. It's good. And I'm going to enjoy watching them all die from starvation. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you don't have like a thousand tapeworms. You have one, and it's they just multiply. like, good luck, They bud. multiply. We just we'll just stay away from this general area where the tapeworm sits. And you don't have to no kidding. <laughs> I don't even think they can travel that well on land. Anyways, for my last pick, I'm going to take the environment from the happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! The animals just start killing themselves. Um, I love it. So let's recap mine real quick. I have the rhinoceros. I have the uh, jaguar, a.k.a. the panther, and I have the saltwater crocodile. And so now I am bringing on one of, this could be one of the toughest animals, and I cannot believe it was not picked yet. Your black mamba means nothing to it, because the honey badger gives no... (laughs) The Guinness Book has declared the honey badger as the world's most fearless animal. It looks like a weird skunk, or from the front like a tiny bear wearing an old man's toupee. It's got the personality to match it. They are psychopaths. 
If you were to cast Goodfellows using only African animals, Joe Pesci would definitely have been the honey badger. <laughs> These ferocious weasel cousins will kill and eat anything their size or smaller, but they're famous for attacking anything that steps on or near their dens, including horses, large antelope, and even the Cape Buffalo. Honey badgers have been observed chasing lions away from their prey. They will kill and eat cobras. They don't like to waste anything. They've evolved their entire they've they're evolved to digest entire animals, including the bones and the feathers. And of course, they just don't give a crap. The honey badger. I thought there's no way the bear was going to make it to me and the honey badger was going to be my pick, but the bear made it to me. I hear you. But yeah, that honey badger was on my way up there on my list. Way up there. And if I didn't get the honey badger, it was going to be a wolverine because I feel like they're pretty close. Nice. So I'm very happy. With your team, Jays, you got no venom. You got no killer. Don't need it. Why don't we just kill the venom? What are you talking about? And the honey badger is that's the thing. Team has no venom. You can try to that snake. Trust me. You you can try to uh, uh, bite it. The honey badger is immune to venom. What don't you don't remember that? Come on. I'm not saying that the venom is going to kill the honey badger. My gorilla will kick crap out of your honey badger. Bring it on. <laughs> it chases away lions, I'm tell you right now, John. Honey badger is not afraid Hippo. of anything. It will take on my elephant. Snap it's just not, it's not afraid of anything. It'll just, just because it's not, not the honey badger it's win. and a yeah. royal match. Just because it's not afraid doesn't the mean The honey badger win. has never had an ex-wife before, so the honey badger is not afraid of anything yet. Do you guys have any uh, honorable mentions? Just a, one or two? Oh, yeah. And I've got without, way better picks without, than... Without a five-minute explanation of what it is? Well, it's just, it's just <laughs> some descriptions. Um, I would like if to do an honorable like mention it, for the know. bulldog ant. The bulldog ant. You really went small on this one, Mike. I did. An ant. What is this? An center for ants? <laughs> what is this? A center for ants? <laughs> Okay. So I I had the uh, I had an Alaskan wolf on here. I mean, the biggest record was 175 pounds. They measure seven feet long. That would be insane. Um, the Tasmanian devil, mm-hmm. um, a cassowary. You guys have heard of the cassowary? God bless you. Six foot tall bird weighs 130 pounds. Three toed feet. The middle claw five inches long. They use it like a dagger. Will kick humans and other animals. Pretty pretty fearsome. John, do you have any? Uh, the only ones I have, uh, we did take snakes, but a couple cool facts on other snakes. A king cobra can spot a moving person from 330 feet away. Jeez. That's how good your eyesight is. I thought that Yikes. was pretty crazy. Then in Australia, they have something called an inland tapen, topen. Yep. yep. It's a uh, it's the highest toxic venom in the snake. A single bite has enough toxin to take out a hundred grown humans. There's forty different toxins inside of that snake. Forty then, different toxins. And then my last one, which was going to be my oddball one, if one of them I didn't like to come, the blue ringed octopus. Nice. It's the size of a golf ball. Its neurotoxins is a thousand times more powerful than cyanide. There is no known anti-venom for it, and the bite is so painless, you don't even know that it happens. Really? Where are those located at? Uh, I don't remember. Well, <laughs> don't. 
Oh, I'm I think it was off the, the coast ocean of, next week. I'd like to know. I thought it was off the coast of Japan because okay, they perfect. talk about how people take Instagram's photos holding these things. What? They look so cool. Oh they, my god! So they're like and holding then they them in water, and then and then they're like surprised that people don't, don't get bitten more by them. Um, wow. I only had a, a few here that didn't get drafted. I have um, a couple from the air. I have the horned owl and the falcon, and I had a scorpion on there as well. Those are my only ones that... Uh, I did I have another mo- I had a moose one. on there, too, in case I got desperate, but a moose doesn't do very good Yeah, but they're no, huge, dude. They are huge. They are they're just huge. Yeah, that's why I was desperate. Say it. I also had, and I know you guys won't be surprised, but if, it, if, I, if I got desperate... This was going to be my pick because it could just destroy several things. The coconut crab. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Manchild Chronicles. And follow us on all your favorite uh, platforms to listen to our podcast. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.